At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Detroit CityCast is presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and it has you covered for the NFL season. They are offering same game parlays in all pro football matchups. They are bringing back their reduce the juice promotion on game days, and this NFL season, They have a $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to bet. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And welcome in. Happy Manic Monday to what a what a weekend. What do we get for me personally? What a weekend. In Detroit football, both the Lions and the Wolverines with huge wins. Of course, the Michigan win means a lot more than the Lions does overall. But just an incredible finish in the game yesterday for the Lions uh, against Minnesota. They finally break the seal on a win in 2021. They probably should have had at least two or three before this. And and one of them was the Minnesota game where Greg Joseph had a 50-plus yard field goal. I think it was a 51-yarder to break the Lions' hearts in that short, late drive uh, to win the game earlier this season for the Vikes. But boy, what a, a, a feel at Ford Field. I talked to a bunch of friends and uh, media members that were there and just the atmosphere. It wasn't a sellout, which is rare for the Lions, but obviously an 0-10-1 team. Can you expect to sell out Ford Field? There were a lot of Vikings fans there as well. But the Lions get the job done. And, you know, this, as we've talked about on the show for, for, for weeks now, this season isn't about wins and losses. It's about evaluating talent and seeing what Dan Campbell can do and, you know, letting Brad Holmes build this team and, and see what players are going to be around going forward. 
but this team has fought their asses off all season long. I mean, pretty much every game except for uh, the Eagles game, the Bengals game, for the most part, the Lions have been in these games, could have won several of them, and it's a team with a, a true lack of weapons, lack of depth, a quarterback in Jared Goff that has a trouble throwing the ball more than five yards down the field, and they still have battled and practiced hard and obviously play you know hard for Dan Campbell and appreciate who he is. And that, you know, we don't know if Dan Campbell's going to be a good coach yet. No way to identify that this year. But it might take three years to figure that out, and he might not be around for three years. But they obviously love Dan Campbell. And you hear a lot of players talk about that in post-game interviews or during the week at, at, at Allen Park after a practice when the media availabilities are there. And he obviously is an emotional guy that cares about the team and the fans and the culture in this city. So if Dan Campbell turns out to be the right coach and ends up being a good coach, the Lions might have gotten really lucky by, by having him be the guy because they hired him before they hired Brad Holmes. And, you know, it's kind of the backwards version of Bob Quinn coming in, keeping Caldwell, not his own guy, and then hiring Patricia. So that was just great, a nice exhale, the waiting to exhale moment for the Lions. They get the job done. And, of course, Michigan. What can you say about the Wolverines? I think they're clearly, in the last month, have played the overall best football in the country. They're not the best team in the country because Georgia, I think, still is the, the most talented, most athletic, and best overall team in the country. And Bam, obviously, is, is phenomenal as well. And I have the Heisman Trophy-winning quarterback. I mean, that's that's clinched after what they did. I think they might have voted before that title game anyway. But I think that, uh, you know, when you look at what happened on Saturday... In Bama's dismantling of Georgia, Bryce Young has won the Heisman. I just want Aiden Hutchinson to get invited to New York. I don't think we're going to have a second defensive player ever after Charles Woodson, another former Wolverine. But I just want Hutchinson to be invited to New York. And what would it be something if both Hutchinson and Kenneth Walker were invited to New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony? We'll find that out uh, very shortly. I believe they might announce who is coming. Uh in the next couple of days. And I do want to, you know, before we get into the Motown betting window, I do want to take a look at some Heisman odds here because they've kind of been fluctuating over the last, uh, you know, two, three weeks, and, and Young has kind of been up and down, and they barely almost beat Auburn. Um, but you look at it right now, you know, Bryce Young is definitely been the clear favorite. And Hutchinson has made himself part of the discussion. C.J. Stroud's obviously been in there. And you look at where these guys are at odds-wise, you know, Bryce Young's a clear favorite, minus 220. Stroud, plus 450. Corral's in the mix at 20-1. to Pickett's in the mix, the pit quarterback at 20-1. to Hutchinson at 20-1. to And Kenny Walker at 20-1. to So theoretically, you could. I mean, they can invite four. There's been four there in the past. But a lot of times, you just have three because, you know, after the, third, the top three, the fourth player really had no chance as far as the voting went. And it'd be nice to see both uh, Kenneth Walker and Aiden Hutchinson invited to New York. And Bryce Young is is going to win the Heisman. That's, that's kind of where we're at with that right now. we got a big show for you today. We're going to get into the Moton betting window in a second. The brand new Dan Campbell approval poll. Remember, it started in the 80s, approval, went down to the 60s, and then, you know, the 30s after the loss on Thanksgiving with the back-to-back timeouts. We will see where it's at today 
in just a little bit. And we'll kind of start to look at Michigan, Georgia. You know, there's a long way to go on this game, but there's some things that I've been thinking about and I've been looking into when it comes to these teams meeting each other in the 2-3 game in Miami, which I'll be down at in that beautiful uh, December sun before the calendar changes to January 1st. 2022, can you believe it? 2022 is, you know, less than a month away. Uh, but Georgia and Michigan are very similar teams. So we'll look into that as well. But let's get right into it. The Motown betting window presented by our great friends at Bet Rivers and the Lions off their monumental, I'm just using some tongue-in-cheek things here. I know it wasn't that in the grand scheme of things that big of a, of a win, but it was a monumental win in the final seconds yesterday. They now go to Denver and play my great friend Dave Rieger, who is a big trainer and part of the Rebel Alliance, take him away. He's a longtime Detroit resident, never has moved, never has lived everywhere else like I have in six different cities and countries, and became a Broncos fan when he was like eight years old. So one of my great friends, but he's uh, he's weak and he's a trainer. But his Broncos host the Lions. Weather could be a factor. Uh, we got some stuff coming to the West where there could be wind and snow. Uh, obviously, Denver this time of year can be very crazy with uh, that kind of precipitation with, with snow and things like that. Uh, so we'll monitor that as well. Let's actually take a look uh, at the latest Denver weather coming up for Sunday and it looks like it's not going to be too bad. I know there's a, a, a front that could be there on Friday, 31 in snow. But it looks like right for right now, 57, partly cloudy, <clears throat> low of 33. But that if that front gets delayed and the snow instead happens on Sunday instead of Friday, there could be some issues. Because the, the, the forecast for Friday in Denver is 31 for the high, the low of 14. And snow and precipitation in the area. So... We will monitor that for you, but hopefully not too much of a, a weather issue. And the Broncos just got, you know, they, they had a nice, you know, mild move back to the game at the end last night against Kansas City. Kansas City owned them, though. I mean, Bridgewater looked terrible. The KC defense had a, you know, 70-plus yard, 73-yard pick six. And unfortunately for me, personally, Tyree Killing needed to have a big night. Had two catches for my fantasy purposes. But the Chiefs are starting to get things going. It's a pretty good Denver defense. Denver offense is terrible. And I believe they, they got to fire Vic Fangio and, and figure out who their next quarterback's going to be because Teddy Bridgewater is not the answer. We knew that Drew Locke wasn't. Uh, but the, the Broncos, you know, made a little move towards the end of the game. Scored a late touchdown. You know, tried the onside kick. And it wasn't going to be enough anyway. But they were dominated for 96% of that game. And they are eight-point favorites. Eight-point favorites right now at Bet Rivers. Minus 112, Lions plus eight, minus 109. Against the now 110-1 Detroit Lions. The early feeling for me is based on the momentum the Lions got at the end of that Minnesota game. If there isn't a letdown, I mean, this team isn't going to the playoffs. They know that. But they've got nothing to lose. If there isn't some kind of crazy letdown to have to travel out west, the Lions should be in this game. Lions have been in most games. And they have one of the best cover records in the NFL. They might end this season 1-15-1 or 1-16-1 and have the best against the spread record in the NFL. It is definitely possible they're in the top five right now. I think it's too many points. But we'll continue to look at this game, look at injuries. I know that I just saw that there is a Lion uh, that has tested positive for COVID. 
today. That's center Evan Brown. There were actually 11 players, including Keenan Allen, Cameron Jordan for the Saints, Jalen Richard for the, the Raiders, uh, Carlson for the Browns. So hopefully that doesn't cause any other uh, domino effects with the Detroit Lions. That seems like too many points to me against a Denver offense that is putrid. Denver's defense, solid. Offense, putrid. Money line Denver minus 345. The total, 42 over minus 113. Under minus 108. And now it's time to get in our first look at the Bulls. And I'm going to let you know right now on this show, I will have a pick on every single bowl game. Now, full disclosure, that doesn't mean I'm going to say that I love every game to bet on because that's not, you know, that, that would be silly. So what I'll do as we go forward through bowl season that gets started in earnest, uh, obviously Army Navy this week and then the Bahamas Bowl on December 17th. But it's a Friday night. It's the first time I'll be calling my high school basketball game of the week on WHMI, so please tune in. Uh, that's Toledo, Middle, Middle Tennessee. So I will give you a pick on every game, but I'll rate it by stars. I'll go one through five stars. So if there's a game, I'm just because I, I, as I promise you here, I will give you a pick on every game, and I'm pretty darn good in bowl season. There might be some one stars that are just a very small lead, or maybe I'll throw a total out as a very small lead. But there are going to be a lot of bowl games. I can tell you right now, jump on Memphis and bet against Hawaii. Hawaii's like revolting against their coach. And uh, those are some early bowl feels. But I'm going to have a pick for you on every game. There's one other game that I wanted to mention. Uh, Western Michigan plus four and a half is a take right now. And UTEP plus 14 is a take right now. But let's talk about Michigan State and the Michigan Wolverines. The Spartans will play in the Peach Bowl no longer on December 31st. I lived in Atlanta for about six years. Always was a New Year's Eve game, but not anymore. And it is a New Year's Six game. It'll be December 30th at 7 p.m. in the Mercedes-Benz Dome in Hotlanta, which I've yet to be at, but I've heard it is just a tremendous building. Uh, Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett, Heisman hopeful, future NFL quarterback, possibly future NFL star quarterback, maybe future Detroit Lion. I, I don't know. Uh, but he is, and his Pittsburgh uh, Panthers, minus four, Right now, both ways minus 110. Money line Pittsburgh at Bet Rivers minus 175. And Michigan State plus 140 on the comeback. The total is there should be a lot of points in this game. A high 63 and a half. Little play on the under right now. I think we're going to see that kind of go back and forth for the next few weeks till the game. The over is minus 109. The under is minus 112. And the Michigan Wolverines in Miami. At the Orange Bowl, 7.30 game as I predicted. Told you they would definitely be the late one because of the more competitive game between them and Georgia as opposed to Alabama and Cincinnati and the markets as well. Atlanta and Michigan, a bigger market than Cincinnati and Alabama. Uh, Georgia opens as a seven and a half point favorite. We have seen it go to eight and a half, but now at Bet Rivers right now, it's Georgia minus seven and a half, minus 108. Wolverines plus the seven and a hook, minus 113. Money line Georgia minus 286. Michigan plus 215 in the total. Uh, it's amazing when you look at the total for this game compared to the other semifinal, which I'll give you the, the spread on in a second. Right now, it is 43 and a half, over minus 112, under minus 109, with a team in Michigan that just scored 42 
against a top 10 defense in Iowa. I know it's Iowa, but they still are a top 10 defense. And Georgia, which has been d- destroying people offensively all season long, as I mentioned. Michigan and Georgia are, are similar teams in, in, in different ways. Can stop the run really well, can run the ball really well, you know, have at times issues in the secondary, but at times can really get going. Have guys like Dax Hill, uh, you know, come after you and make big tackles or pick passes off. So I think it's too many points. Not because I'm a Michigan fan. It's nothing to do with it when you're looking at a spread. I think that's, I was, I thought it was going to be closer to five and a half at, at, at best. And we might see this game go to nine and a half. And I'm telling all of the people out there that will listen, I would gobble the Wolverines up right now at plus the seven and hook. Is Michigan going to win this game? It's going to be tough. But are they going to get blown out? I think it's going to be a one possession game much of the way. Unless Michigan, which they've done in, Games pass against SEC teams. Mississippi State, obviously, the game against Bama years ago in Dallas. If they're down 21 to nothing right away, then it could be a blowout. But I don't see that happening. Michigan's playing the best football overall, as I said in the last month, in the country. And that seven and a hook seems very juicy to take the Wolverines. As I mentioned, the other game, Cincy and Bama, the, the total's 15 points higher. I know both Cincy and Alabama can score a lot, but 58 and a half is the total in that game. Bama minus 13 and a half right now. Bet Rivers minus 115. Cincy plus 13 and a half minus 106. And Bama minus 715 on the money line. The Cincinnati Bearcats. I think there's a small play on this right now. I like a, I have a little, little cash on this. Plus 425 on the Cincy money line. You might not get any better than that because I don't think it's going to go up. But we'll see what happens as far as the Sharps go. Uh, and if there's a ton of public money that pours it on Bama, you could see that money might go to 450 or 460. All right, that's a trip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Coming right up, the latest numbers for Dan Campbell's approval rating. If you want to vote on that poll, it's up on my Twitter. And DanLeach971 will give you the up to the second numbers on that. And an early look at Michigan and Georgia in the semis of the college football playoff. Yep. Pitching myself right now. Yep, they're still in the they're still in the semis, Michigan. It seems like a dream, right? A dream. It's actually happening as the Wolverines head down to South Beach to play the formerly ranked number one Georgia Bulldogs, who looked silly against Alabama in the SEC title game. But a lot of time between that and Michigan and Georgia playing on December 31st, New Year's Eve. We'll get into that coming right up. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. The VEASAN Midseason Football Special is here. Put the VEASAN betting experts to work for you from now through February for only $99. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. Let's start with the latest numbers on the Dan Campbell approval rating 
And if you want to vote on this, it'll be up for the next... It's up every week here on my Twitter at DanLeach971. And up to the minute, Dan Campbell is back to a 49% approval rating. Last week it was 30 now it's 49. The high water mark was 87% after the game against the Rams when the Lions almost beat their former franchise quarterback, Matt Stafford. But now it's 51% disapproved, 49% approved. I want to read a couple comments here because there's some sensical stuff coming in for people. And obviously we're, we're evaluating a guy here that doesn't have a lot of talent, that is, we, we know doesn't have a lot of depth, and it's going to take time to do that. But you still can see certain things like some of the crazy fourth down decisions like yesterday that almost cost the Lions a game, even though the ESPN football probability index agreed with the Lions 66% chance of getting that fourth down that could have ended the game and, you know, kicking field goals at times when they should be going for, you know, touchdowns and vice versa and running draw plays on, on second and 30s and third and 23s. Uh, so there's, there's definitely some things and a learning curve for Dan Campbell. But here is some comments that we've gotten on this. Here's one from Chairman of the Board. I think he's learning on the job and mistakes are expected. Never been a play call or back-to-back timeouts. Delay a game after a timeout going for on fourth down at his own 30 with a lead in under four minutes. Dumb mistakes. If they're still happening next year, it's an unforgivable forgivable issue. Also, E. Bell says there are zero excuses for penalties like delay a game unless you're backing up for the punter or back back back-to-back timeouts. Sometimes this season, I thought the best Madden players can manage a game better than Campbell can. But I give him an A for the culture changes. So that's a sampling of some of the results and the or the results and the feedback. Please uh, uh, feel free to vote on that poll at Dan Leach 97. But Dan Campbell has gone up 19 percentage points after helping the Lions to their first win of the season. All right, we have a lot of time to digest and to break down and to dive into Georgia, Michigan. But a couple of things I've been thinking about over the last 24 hours since we knew that Michigan and Georgia would be playing in the semifinal in Miami of the college football playoff. They are very similarly built teams. You look at the quarterbacks, Cade McNamara, Stenson Bennett uh, for Georgia. More game managers than Bryce Young type players. Guys that can get the job done, they can throw the ball down the field. You know, you look at Stenson Bennett, 170 uh, 6.8 quarterback rating. You know, he's a guy that doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Either does Kane McNamara. I mean, what is it? Kane has two career interceptions, and one was, you know, uh, at the end of the half, which didn't really mean anything. It, you know, Kane McNamara on the season 145.4 quarterback rating, 199 to 308, 2,470 yards. 64% completion percentage. I'm sorry, Kane's got four interceptions now. There was those. There was two that came between the first one and Nebraska, and then uh, the last one uh, at the end of the half of the Big Ten title game. 15 touchdowns to four interceptions, average of eight yards per pass. And then you look at, as I mentioned, Stetson Bennett, very similar numbers for him. And he's a guy that doesn't make a ton of mistakes either. I mentioned that quarterback rating, 176.8. He's got 24 touchdown passes to seven interceptions, 148 of 231 for 2,325 yards. Similar completion percentage, 64% for Bennett, average of 10.1 per pass. And he's a guy like McNamara that can throw it down the field and get it to, you know, like a McNamara can get it to, to Cornelius Johnson and, you know, that great big, uh, you know, brilliant throw to Eric All for the touchdown. And, you know, there's, there's ways that both these quarterbacks can move their teams down the field in tough third and long or second and long type situations. 
Georgia when it comes to weapons. They've got a really good running back in Samir White. He's got 10 touchdowns on the season. Did have a 1,000-yard year. He had 135 attempts for 718 yards, 5.3 a carry. He can be tough to bring down. But they're, they're, one of their biggest weapons is their tight end, Brock Bowers. He's a big dude, 47 catches, 791 yards. He leads the team with 11 touchdowns. He's a guy that that middle of the defense and the secondary is really going to have to pay a lot of attention to for the Wolverines. Also, Ladd McConkey is a very uh, solid receiver for Georgia. He has 28 receptions, 430 yards. He has five touchdowns. Jermaine Burton has four touchdowns for the Bulldogs. They have a lot of guys with two as well. Uh, and this is a very balanced offense, much like Michigan. You know, they can run the ball. James Cook, the other running back, has 619 yards and seven touchdowns. So it's kind of like a core of Haskins one-two punch. The defenses are similar, where the secondaries can play really well at times, but also Ben Ben and at times break. Uh, you know, they've got some really, really talented players in that defense. They got Latavius Brini, one of their, uh, uh, you know, quarterbacks and defensive backs. Uh, Darian Kendrick's another one. Uh, there's, you, you look at these two teams. And I don't want to say they're mirrors of each other because Georgia is clearly the more talented team and has the better overall athletes. But Michigan isn't that far off. And a lot of people, maybe, when you look at this, the point spread and you say, all right, Georgia's about a 7.5. That seems high. You know, Vegas doesn't give Michigan that much of a chance. A touchdown plus favorite on a neutral field, meaning Georgia might be 11, 11 and a half point favorites if the game was between the hedges in Athens. Or if it was in Michigan, you know, maybe Georgia would be like a five-point favorite or a four-and-a-half-point favorite. You have to look at it like this. Michigan has not done well, definitely under Harbaugh, but historically against SEC teams. And I mentioned going back to that game in Dallas a few years back when Michigan got blasted by Alabama in the first game of the year. And every, talk about speed and space. Everything looked faster on the Bama side. Hey, and the Wolverines went and got Josh Gaddis. And Gaddis has been masterful, by the way, this year, the offensive coordinator for the Wolverines. But when you look at these two teams, if Michigan does what they've done best in games like Ohio State, obviously the Iowa game, late in the game on the road to Penn State, where they did against Wisconsin, mauled you, are able to control the clock, run the ball, they will be in this game, even with Georgia's superior athletes. If they can't do that, and Georgia starts scoring left and right, and you see, you know, Samir White, uh, and James Cook running all over the place, and Bowers catching passes and getting touchdowns, then it's going to be a problem for Michigan. Conversely, though, if Georgia can't slow down the Michigan run game, and Cade McNamara is tossing the ball to Cornelius Johnson and tossing it out of the backfield to Blake Corum, and Corum and Haskins are running you know, solid five, five six-yard runs on first down like Michigan has done for, for many different situations this season, then Georgia could be in trouble. I think this is going to be a very close game. And as I mentioned, we're going to look and break this down more and more as we go forward. There's a lot of time to discuss this. And obviously, you got to check out, make sure everyone's healthy and there's no COVID outbreaks. But these teams both have a lot of talent. They're the two best teams right now, I think, in the country. And you've got receivers. I mentioned Johnson. I mean, Roman Wilson, all Baldwin, Donovan Edwards can throw, maybe even better than Jared Goff. You've got talent up and down both these teams' rosters at the skill positions as well as on defense. And Kirby Smart, big knock on him. He can't coach the best in the biggest games. I told you at the, the beginning of the season, when Georgia played Clemson, that Georgia was clearly going to be a better team. People were betting Clemson based on previous you know, knowledge and what they were able to do 
uh, you know, Dabo Sweeney in the past and Deshaun Watson and all these different, you know, situations where this was a different Clemson team. You know, you knew that Georgia was, I mean, a clear better team. And since then, this Georgia team, until the Alabama game, has been the clear best team in the country. But Kirby Smart has failed in big games. And that's what happened against Nick Saban in the SEC title game. That's been the knock on, the coaches even have similarities. That's been the knock on Jim Harbaugh. Failed in the biggest moments. I did a show earlier this year where I gave my top 10 biggest games for Jim Harbaugh during the Harbaugh era in Ann Arbor that I felt they were all losses for the Wolverines. Well, that's changed. Because you have to put it in that Ohio State game this year, the Penn State game, obviously the Big Ten title game, maybe even the Wisconsin game because they won for in, in, in uh, Madison for the first time since 2001. Th- those games are starting to bring pop their way up into those top 10, which for me previously until this year, including the Spartan game this year, that was number two in the Harbaugh era, I believe, as far as most important, other than the Ohio State game from a few years ago, the, the, the Dwayne Haskins game. They're starting to pop up and be in that top 10 most important moments. And Jim Harbaugh's had that knock of not being able to win in the biggest moments. This is going to be, I think, an incredible game. This might be one of the better games of the bowl season. And I think that Michigan's got a real chance to win this. I think Georgia definitely deserves to be the favorite. They are the best team in the country. But in the last month, I think you can make a great case. The Wolverines, overall, are the best team in the country. What fun that's going to be on New Year's Eve. And for all you Wolverine fans, the long-suffering Wolverine fans of not beating Ohio State, not going to Indy, not going to the CFP, it's here. It's not a dream. It's not a fever dream. It's here. And I, as a long, lifelong Michigan fan, am so grateful and proud that it is here. And it was such a special weekend to be in Indy with my, my guys, the Surlins, and Johnny Bob Good, Johnny B. Good, and Shane Brooksy Bad, and Gummy for my old man from Tanuga. So many great people uh, in Indy. Such an atmosphere, such love coming out of people's amazing blue hearts. Even the Iowa fans were, for the most part, incredibly gracious and kind and way better than any kind of Ohio State fan. That's for sure. We both agree that we hate Ohio State. It was funny, during the halftime of the game, they were announcing different awards, you know, Big Ten awards, Coach of the Year stuff, Kenneth Walker's. You know, Hutchinson, all the different awards they won and also stuff from other sports. And anytime there was a Buckeye, like Stroud won some awards, the Iowa and Michigan fans all booed. It was it was coming together and playing each other, but they're coming together in unison to knock the Ohio State Wizards. Uh, but this is going to be a lot of fun. Michigan and Georgia, December 31st, 7.30 in the playoff. All right, we got a big week ahead of us. We're going to keep looking at all the bowl games, Lions and Broncos, and boy, Playoff is upon us if you're a Wolverine fan. Michigan and Georgia get it going. Bama and Cincy get it going. We'll talk Michigan State as well going forward as they get ready for the Peach Bowl with future NFL, possibly top two-round pick Kenny Pickett and the Pitt Panthers and their former defensive coordinator helped them rise to prominence during the Mark D'Antonio era. Pat Narduzzi, who a couple years ago, remember Pitt was playing at the Quick Lane Bowl at Ford Field, there were thoughts that Pat Narduzzi might be showing the exit at Pittsburgh. Well, not so fast, my friends. That Pittsburgh team is pretty darn good, and that should be a good game as well. High-scoring game between Michigan State and the Pittsburgh Panthers on December 30th from Atlanta. All right, it's going to do it for us today. Until next time, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Dan Leach, Manic Monday, out!
Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.